Hello there, and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast, a show to encourage and empower creative CEOs just like yourself through actionable legal, tax, and financial topics. I'm Brayden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator, but you can just call me Brayden, your gay best friend, here to help you unfuck that biz. If you're ready to dive in, grab a notebook, maybe some coffee, and buckle in to learn how you can implement solid strategies to build a profitable business. Well, hello, friend, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden. And today I am going through a very fun, a very exciting topic, which I am calling the tax season roadmap. Now, full disclosure and complete transparency here, I had a hard time kind of outlining this episode because I was making this, I was like, is any of this new information? Is this helpful? All that kind of stuff. Because to me, it all feels fairly simple and obvious. So don't expect anything super advanced here. But then I have to remind myself all the time, and you all probably have to do this too. It's an important lesson, right? The what is simple and obvious to us is not simple and obvious to our audience, right? Everything feels easy once you've been doing it for five years. Um, there are a lot of aspects to my job that are not easy. Don't get me wrong. But the like the simplicity of like, it's tax season. Here's what you have to do. That all is second nature. But if you are worried and wondering if you're missing something because it's not so second nature to you, then this is going to be the perfect episode for you. Now, before we dive into our bullet points, I want to let you know that we are doing our tax season workshop. We've done this in years past. We're bringing it back. Um, you can sign up at notavglaw.com forward slash tax workshop. And the goal of this workshop is really just to get you prepared to file your taxes. So we are not filing your taxes for you on this workshop. It's just to get your 2023 bookkeeping done, get all of your documents in order. We're going to be talking about these things on today's episode, but that is the goal of the workshop. It is $50. It's going to be three live sessions. You're going to get some videos from me um, to help you prepare for the calls. And then they're going to be one hour Q and A's. So really you get all your ducks in a row. And then by the end of the workshop, you are ready to either do your own tax return or hand it off to someone else in a nice and tidy package so that they can file it for you. So check that out. I think it'll be super fun. Um, and let's dive into our bullet points. Okay, so we have um, six steps. And step number one for your tax season roadmap, your first uh, destination or pit stop or milestone, whatever the hell we want to call it. If we, I'm always picturing a graphic in my mind as we go through these. The first thing on our graphic is wrapping up your 2023 bookkeeping. So if you don't have your 2023 bookkeeping done, can't really file your 2023 tax return, right? Because the IRS wants to know how much money you made. And you definitely want to know how much money you spent because those tax deductions are what's going to save you taxes. And we can't report your tax deductions if you don't have them summarized. So we need to know how much did you spend on marketing? How much did you spend on office expenses, contractors, employees, if you have those? This should all be um, itemized, just an annual total, right? Ideally, throughout the year when we do our bookkeeping, we're getting a monthly total so that we can make good financial insights on in our business. We know what our profit is each month. We know where our money's going. We can pivot, make changes. But once tax season rolls around, we can kind of throw all that out the window. We just need an annual total. So literally, like how much did you spend on marketing in 2023? We're going to put that on the marketing expense line. So your bookkeeping does not need to be complicated at all, especially if you're already behind. Because when we go to do, if we have to do catch up bookkeeping for 2023, 
Well, I don't, I was about to say there's no financial insights to gain from that. There are, there are for sure, because we can look at, we can look at profitability last January to help us see how profitable this January is. So I don't want to say that it's, it's not helpful, um, but it is only helpful if you're actually going to use that information. So if you're not, you can probably just save yourself a lot of time and just, um, do it for the year and not by the month. I'm kind of rambling now, but I hope this makes sense. What I'm saying here is you don't need to have a, a January tab, February tab, March tab. You can just have a spreadsheet that says 2023 books and you can keep a running total for the whole year. Make it really simple if you're really behind. And then for 2024, you want to start doing it by month for sure. So that's how we set it up um, in simplest terms. Uh, what you also want to do in there is you're going to have basically a column for income. You can separate your income as well. In an ideal world, that's what we do. We would have, you know, consulting income, digital course income, like those different categories. And then for your expenses, those expense categories I already mentioned are different columns in your spreadsheet. And then you total everything up as you're looking through your bank statements. Ideally, you have personal bank statements and business bank statements. And if you have business bank statements, because you smartly spent all, uh, you paid for all of your business expenses out of a business bank account, then you can just go through your business bank statements and put everything in the appropriate category. If you have not done that, it makes your bookkeeping more time consuming and more difficult because if you're commingling your funds, you're paying for business expenses out of your personal bank account, you need to look at all your personal bank statements and not only separate the business expenses by category, but you have to separate out all of the personal expenses. So we run into this problem all the time. Folks hire us to help with their bookkeeping. They don't have these separate statements. And we um, you know, tell them you're either going to have to just put all of the business transactions in a spreadsheet for us, and then we can categorize them, or you're going to have to highlight all of the business expenses on your bank statements and upload copies of that for us to look at because we can't really parse out what's personal and what's business. So if you have to take that extra step, you will need to do that. So bookkeeping, that was number one. Number two, send out 1099s. Now I am recording this. I'm recording this on January 30th. So at the time of recording this, you still have a day to get your 1099s out, but this doesn't release until February 1st. So it releases Thursday, February 1st. So by the time you're hearing this, 1099s were already due. So if you did not send your 1099s, that is a problem, but it's not a huge problem yet. There is a penalty. So I had to Google this. Um, Google told me that there is a penalty of $50 per late 10, 1099 um, if it is less than 30 days late. So if you wait until after February, it's, the penalty is going to be higher. But let's say you owe five 1099s and you sent them out um, each one week late. That would be $250. I don't really know how they charge for that. Like, I don't think that if you file them through a third-party company, I don't think they're going to charge you when you file the 1099s. You would get a letter from the IRS at some point is presumably how that would happen. But better one week late than not at all. Um, don't freak out too much, though. I find a lot of people who think they might need to send 1099s actually don't need to. If you pay folks by credit card, um, you don't usually need to you don't need to send a 1099. It's usually if you're making payments by cash or check. We have a lot of information about 1099s though. Um, in our blog post, just go to notavglaw.com forward slash 1099s with an S. So 1099s. 
Um, that'll give you all the information you need, the rules. You can walk through it and determine if you need to send those out. So that's step number two. So we add wrap up bookkeeping, send out 1099s. Step three, collect all of your documents. So this one's pretty easy. We walk people through this in the tax challenge, but you, to be honest, you don't really need to go through the tax challenge for this part because our advice is basically get a folder, label it 2023 tax documents, anything you get in the mail, put it in the folder, right? Easy. If you want to do what I do is we we have a drawer. Um, so I'm kind of a self-proclaimed minimalist. I try to have a lot of like empty drawers and spaces in our house whenever possible. Cause my, I would say my mind is cluttered enough. I don't like need my space to be. So we have a, basically an empty drawer in our desk, uh, and all of our tax documents go in there. Once we file taxes, all the documents come out of that drawer and then they go in a bigger drawer with file folders, um, where we put all of our, you know, historic documents that we hopefully will never need to reference, but you can do that. You can do a folder and you just collect them. So what are you collecting? Well, any 1099s that you receive from other people, uh, any bank documents that you get, any other tax forms mailed to you. So you could have 1099Gs for like maybe gambling winnings, um, for tax refunds from the state. You could have a 1099K from a partnership or from PayPal or Stripe. If you use those payment processors, you're for sure going to have those you're collecting over the requisite volume of income. Um, if you've traded any stock, you should have, if you've sold stock, you should have tax forms for that. Anything that looks like a tax form, put in there, right? If you hire a tax repair, there are some forms, we call them informational forms. You don't actually need to input them onto your tax return. It's just giving you information that you might want to know. But if you don't know, if it's needed for your taxes, just put it in the folder and your tax repairer can figure that out. Or if your tax software, if you're self-filing, never asks for that document, then you probably don't need to worry about it. So that was any other tax forms, your bookkeeping as well. So if you do your bookkeeping in a spreadsheet, which is what we recommend, or in QuickBooks, you don't need to like print it out. Don't print it out. You don't need to put it in your folder, but any, any like receipts or any other thing applicable to your bookkeeping that you have physical copies of. Um, and then some other things that you will need to proactively document yourself or just have uh, mentally noted is home office information. So if you operate out of a home office, you'll want to know the square footage of your home office. Also the square footage of your home in order for your tax return to do a calculation on home office deduction. Um, also any house expenses. So what are house expenses? Rent, uh, utilities, so electric, gas, water, internet. Um, also general upkeep kind of thing. So what surprises a lot of people is if you have a housekeeper that can actually, um, the amount that you pay to your housekeeper can be factored into your home office calculation, um, gardening even sometimes. And the rationale for all of this, it's it seems a little bit of a stretch, but if you go rent out an office for your business anywhere else, the amount of rent that you pay is paying for all of that, right? Like most commercial buildings, the rent out offices, they have custodians that come in um, and do all the cleaning work. They're going to have landscapers that make the outside nice. They're going to have someone possibly that works the front desk. And your rent's paying for all of those things. When you have a home office, the general upkeep of your home also um, should be divided amongst, you know, the 80 to 90% personal use and the 10 to 20% business use is the way that kind of works. Uh, other things you want to make a mental note of is business miles driven. So you want to know the amount of miles you put on your car during the year 
ideally the IRS wants you to have like the, like you actually want to make a note the morning of January 1st, before you ever drive your car, what does the odometer say? And then what is it at the very end of the year? And then how many of those miles were business? That's what you want to know. Make best estimates. If you don't have that, actually make that note next year. So business miles driven, that, that's a big one. And then any other possible deductible expenses that you made from your personal bank account. So again, ideally, you've made all of your business expenses from your business bank account. But every once in a while, you know, we're out and about and we, you know, need to pick up a pack of pens to put in our office and like, oh, should I don't have my business debit card. So I'm going to pay this out of my Okay, I had a little bit of a technical glitch there. I don't know if you any of you heard a pause or anything, but my computer just randomly decided to connect to my AirPods, which aren't even open and aren't even in this room. So it reset my microphone for a second. So hopefully we're good now. Um, other personal expenses, like if you paid for a flight on a personal credit card because you really wanted the rewards on that card, that would be a deductible business expense you would want to make note of. And the reason why we're making special note of that is, again, if you hire a tax repairer, they they just want your business bookkeeping, right? And if your business bookkeeping is only pulling from your business bank account, those personal expenses wouldn't be on there unless you man manually inputted them in or unless your bookkeeper did, which ideally you actually would be doing throughout the year, right? Um, okay, so that's everything that you want to gather. So those are steps one through three. Now, I want to pause again for a second because these first three steps Wrap up your 2023 bookkeeping, send out your 1099s, and collect all your tax documents. This is what we're going to be covering, what we will be covering in detail during our tax season workshops, all right? Most of the time, like 80% of our time will be spent helping people wrap up their 2023 bookkeeping, all right? So if you need help with those things, again, not avglaw.com forward slash tax workshop. And then after the workshop, you will be better equipped to go through steps four, five, and six. So what's step four? Step four, file your tax return. You can do this on your own through TurboTax, H&R Block, Tax Act. Um, I think the IRS has their own like free way to file taxes now if you're under certain income thresholds. And I think those thresholds are like fairly generous. So these are all different ways that you can file your own return. If you don't want to do that, totally fine. Um, you can hire someone else to do it. Um, or you can get some help from us. So at the end of our tax workshop, we are going to invite you to join uh, one of our monthly programs. So one of our services, we have a few different tiered options, depending on what makes sense for you. Um, and if you join like the DIY tier, I'm going to give you all a little bit of a, a little bit of a heads up here, because we haven't announced this anywhere. But um, in Profit RX now, we are actually doing bookkeeping for people. So if you're a spreadsheet bookkeeper or want to be a spreadsheet bookkeeper, um, our membership now is $150 a month, and we will actually do the monthly books for you. Not your tax return, though. You can hire us separately to do that. Or if you want to do your own tax return, we're going to have live tax return workshops for our Profit RX members that you can join. So that's how that'll work. Um, if you are like, I don't want to do any of this. I want to pay you all to do it for us. We're going to have another round, another cohort of Unfuck Your Biz opening in March. So those are those options. If you already have a tax repair, that's great. That's totally fine. Um, at the end of the tax workshop, you'll have everything organized to send it out to them. All right. So that's your tax return. You're going to do it your own, on your own. You're going to hire somebody. 
Step five, review your return and create a tax strategy. So this is the part that's a little hard to do totally on your own if you're not super savvy with reading your tax documents. Um, if you are one of our clients, we do this on more of a one-on-one -on -one basis. If you're in our membership, we're going to probably do a group call to help people do this part. So step five, again, review tax return and create a tax strategy. Specifically, you want to look at the percentage of tax paid. So how much money did your household bring in? What percentage of that money went out to taxes? That is your household tax percentage. We use that number um, in order to tell people how much they should be saving for quarterly taxes, among other things. And then also areas of opportunity. Is there anything that you missed out on? Anything you can take advantage of this year and next year? And then we also want to do an S-Corp analysis to see if you might be ready for an S-Corp this year and can swing a late election, meaning ideally we want to file for S-Corps in January, but if you file your tax return in March and we can do your S-Corp at the end of March or early April, is that a possibility to help you save taxes this year? Or do we think 2025 might be the year for you in which you make a mental note about that, you circle back in December, and then you close the loop in January and you file it. I've been watching way too many corporate Aaron videos, uh, and now I'm incorporating circle back and close the loop in all of my daily conversations. I can't help it. Step six, implement strategy and continue bookkeeping. So pretty simple, not necessarily simple in terms of what you actually need to do, but um, simple in concept is you're going to take that strategy, you're going to implement it, and then you're going to continue your bookkeeping. And now that you've set everything up, hopefully, ideally, you can do it on that monthly basis we discussed earlier. So that is all I had for this episode. That is our simple tax season roadmap. I hope this was helpful. Um, again, if you want to join our tax workshop, not avglaw.com forward slash tax workshop. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with your friends. I hope you are crushing tax season, or at least I hope you're not dreading it like a lot of people do. It's going to be great. It's going to be okay. If you need help, we got you. I hope that you have a fabulous month and join us again next week for a new episode. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.